welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Kevin Harrington, the creator of the infomercial. I'm also one of the original sharks on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. But now I'm helping innovate leaders like you become equipped with the knowledge you need to more than 100x your success. For more than 30 years, I've been empowering entrepreneurs and innovative business leaders to turn dreams into mind-boggling reality. On this show, we talk with guests and reveal the secrets to help push past all your questions and excuses, empowering you to achieve success. Stick around to the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest-growing entrepreneurial podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Jeff, and today we welcome a motivational speaker, autism advocate, author, podcast host, and founder of Crazy Fitness Guy. Please welcome Jimmy Clare. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Hey, no, we're grateful that you're here. Now, uh, you are the founder of Crazy Fitness Guy, which can be found at crazyfitnessguy.com. Tell us a little bit about Crazy Fitness Guy. What is it? So it's a website uh, that's geared towards uh, motivating people to live a healthier lifestyle, and it's geared towards people on the spectrum and with just any extra challenges, and, pe- and for people who aren't who don't have extra challenges as well. I like to uh, gear towards both because it gives me more content to create. <laughs> sure. And how long have you been doing that there? Uh, four years. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about like, what was the impetus for starting this business? What, what, what kind of, I don't know, drove you to this kind of passion? Well, the reason why I started it was because um, I found out that there was a lot of health and wellness websites out there. And a lot of them offer the same exercises and whatnot. And when I first went to college, when I first started college, I was going for exercise and wellness and whatnot and personal training. But after seeing so many health and wellness exercises out there and websites, I was like, they pretty much have the same exercises in each program, but they might call it a different name or tweak it a little bit more to make it a little harder, etc. And it's like, I'm it's like, okay, you know, even though it's working for them, it's going to be really redundant pretty soon. Hmm. And I was like, do we really need one more health and wellness website out there? Probably not. <laughs> so uh, I came up with the name Crazy Fitness Guy after, let's just say, uh, my, the first name that I was using, it was tr- uh, under a trademark, so I couldn't use it. Uh, it was a happy mistake uh, because, honestly, I didn't know about all those laws. I mean, I heard of them. It's not like I understood them until, uh, I mean, probably like a year I mean, until that person reached out to me. So I got, uh, so when I, st- so then I started just shooting off uh, different letters and, and words in my head. And it's like crazy fitness. Hey, crazy fitness guy, let's do it. <laughs> and no one had it. And then I looked around the web, Richard Simmons popped up. And for us, like, well, he doesn't have it either. And so I, I he fits like, the bill, though, right? Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> well, I decided to take it. 
And what's funny though, and so some people's like, well, because you changed your uh, major into motivational speaking in college, shouldn't, and it's like, shouldn't you change your, your brand name? And it's like, well, at the time, well, when no one was able to find me, I probably could get away with it. But now I'm outranking Richard Simmons, uh, <laughs> crazy fitness guy as three words and as one word. And so I'm like, there's no going back now. Yeah. And it's like, no take backs. Yeah. It may take you a while to figure out how, how much SEO you need to do to get crazy motivational guy to, to start trending as, as well as crazy fitness guy, huh? Yeah. It's like crazy motivational guy doesn't sound that memorable. Crazy it doesn't have the same ring. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, the motivational speaking. Now, I know that, that you are an autism advocate. Tell us uh, why uh, that is a passion of yours. Well, the reason why it's a passion of mine is because uh, I, I'm going to have to tell this uh, one story because sure. then it will make the make sense. My When I was growing up, I was not reaching my milestones. So let's say, I don't know, someone at the age of two was speaking or uh, I forgot the age, but uh, uh, I, I was not speaking until like maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe three. I, I'm just throwing out my numbers. But uh, so my mom, uh, she had, she was helping her uh, friend take her husband to get uh, his chemo treatments and everything. And my mom was always frantic and about that I wasn't reaching my milestones. And says, to, and uh, my mom's friend's husband said to my mom and my parents and my dad, and he's like, "Don't be," and like, "Don't be worried. Enjoy your years that he's not talking because eventually he'll never shut up." <laughs> and so I haven't shut up ever since. And I really like being a motivational speaker because I don't know how to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how I started. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about uh, what the autism and what obstacles that has, has brought into your life. Well, being on the autism spectrum, I always had to. It, so let's, let's, I'm going to give you an example. I, I, uh, so let's say, uh, for you, you're good at developmental stuff. Like, I mean, like developing um, uh, websites or apps and whatnot. If it, it, it's just like, oh, it's easy peasy and whatnot. Well, it doesn't mean it's easy for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like you might have to repeat yourself over and over and over again. Show me, even if you might think it's like, well, how's this person still not getting it? I kid you not. I had to run. Like I was working with this uh, newsletter company on this one functionality that I wanted, and it, it took me like let's say twenty five emails back and forth with them until I finally figured it out. Mm -hmm. Even though it might be simple for them, and their help articles were let's say not very helpful, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, my mom always told me it takes a skilled person to write directions. And so when they missed that one step, I'm like, okay, how do you get it to point A to point B? And so I was losing connection there. Mm -hmm. and so uh, I just feel like, yeah, okay, you know, someone might be really, really good at one thing, but I'm really, really good at something else. 
like my uh, friend who's an autism advocate and motivational speaker, she's really good at speaking and and art skills. She's beating herself up the other day when her Facebook account got hacked and everything. And it's like, and I was telling to my friend, it's like, people get hacked all the time. And I kid you not, my other friend gets hacked like a week later. And I was like, see, again. Yeah. Now you said that, that you had to go back and forth with that newsletter company. Um, how was their service? Did they treat you uh, differently? Did they give you a hard time or was it just? No, I, I, they didn't treat me uh, differently. They just uh, helped me through it. And they, I asked them if they could provide me some screenshots and they started giving me some screenshots. As I told them, I was like, I'm more a visual learner. As I can also read by directions, but when directions mm-hmm. are, I wouldn't say poorly written, but if it just misses a step, it's like, it kind of gets confusing because if you don't understand the back end of their service, then it's like, uh, where do I find this? I don't yeah. know. But it's, it, I think you, you've highlighted an important thing for companies need to realize that they, you know, that everybody is a little different in, as to how they learn and may, and needs to be able to be, provide the kind of service that helps uh, all, you know, everybody, a range of people and a range of learners uh, and that's that's kind of cool. So is that the kind of stuff um, that you uh, want to help educate folks about? Yeah, and I also I also like to educate like uh, colleges and and other people about you know you shouldn't use certain words. Like uh, colleges have these uh, uh, uses of the, the the disability center uh, for people who uh, have extra challenges and need accommodations. Well, I suggest that you use the accommodations office because that sounds more, hey, welcome in, mm-hmm. seek help. Disability services, like, yeah, I really want to get help now. I'm- I gotcha. No, that's good. That's that's stuff people need to know. I mean, and what, what do you think is, is something uh, or a challenge that you have had or that you think companies in general need to focus on to be more sensitive to people who are uh, neurodivergent or, or have uh, or need uh, accommodations, as you, as you said? Uh, well, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think people, I think companies and organizations should just, uh, I think people should just uh, treat everyone equally and shouldn't just like, uh, well, I'm just going to favor this person over this, or the labels need to go, the, the executives and this and that. And it's like, yes, you can still uh, have them in your in your title, but you, it shouldn't be for, it's like, well, since I'm an executive, I can do this and this and this and that. And it's like, okay, the labels really need to go uh, in these day and age. And... Um, yeah, and like the word disability should go. When some of my friends uh, talk about autism, I mean, I would say, I would say more like colleagues of mine. They were more like saying, "Oh, well, the word disability," like they just like throw it around like this and that. And it's like, I don't think autism is a disability. Yeah, okay, some might have more severe than others, but we 
but we took like we're still human beings. We're not aliens from a now planet, a uh, space planet. Well, at least I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but <laughs> but uh, but for me, it is like you know, uh, it's like we we all learn differently in some uh, some com- sort of way. And I just think we just need to have, uh, I think people just need to understand is like that guy down that office, he's going to learn something differently than that person next door or whatever. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about what got you interested in motivational speaking. How did you determine that this was what you wanted to do with your life? Well, after the first interview that I've ever had, um, I really I really like talking about uh, autism. I really like talking about crazy fitness guy. Uh, I can literally talk about it all day long until I'm blue in the face and probably even more, maybe even purple, who knows? (laughs) And, uh, and what's funny. uh, And after that one interview, I was like really, really, really nervous. But then over time, when I started on more interviews, I started really relaxing and say, like, I can get used to this. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when I started into podcasting because I really uh, like podcasting as well. And so because one of my teachers in college is like, the more, it's like the more ways you can uh, talk about your message and people get to know who you are and hear the voice behind you, it's like, hey, I want to support this person and support his message, and they'll come looking for you in more ways than not. Like, I kid you not, I looked at my podcast analytics the other day. I had people listen from China and Russia. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if those are hackers or not, but um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, tell, tell me a little bit about your podcast. How do you use your podcast to get your message out there like how how have you seen that as an effective means uh well on my podcast i like to talk about uh, i talk about similar stuff like I, I post on my website so i talk about autism lifestyle uh business uh fitness uh uh self-care self-help motive uh managing stress etc and nutrition, of course. And so just everything around healthy living. And the reason why I threw the business aspect in it is because when I started uh, podcasting, I realized a lot of my guests have their own business. So I was like, well, that could fall in the lifestyle, but I'm just going to list business uh, just for because I know lifestyle is very broad which I'm going to keep anyway, but I was like, I'm just going to throw business in there. So I'm covering all my bases. So if someone's like, wait, this is a business, like this topic is about business. And it's like, well, it says it in the description. Yeah. And how have you, how have you seen that increase your, uh, your visibility? Has it been a positive? Was podcasting been a kind of a key marketing tool for you? Yeah. Um, I had to say um, my, I, I've, I'm getting my, uh, I, I'm making my first uh, live TV appearance uh, this Friday, uh, recording with a company, and um, uh, in Australia, and so uh, of course I'm going to be on Zoom, but man, yeah. I, wish I, could to I was going to say, are they flying out? That would be pretty amazing, uh, wouldn't it? Yeah, as long as they're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, but. 
yeah, they would. Uh, so I'm gonna. So a company wanted me to be on their show, uh, talking about uh, the hardships of being an entrepreneur and whatnot. And so they want the company asked me, and uh, well, I reached out to the company, and the company was interested in me and whatnot. So, and then also the person, the executive uh, person who's in charge of the Special Olympics, uh, has heard of me too. Uh, and crazy fitness guy as well and mm-hmm. it's like wow i'm getting noticed by people in the top dog position Woo-hoo. that's great so did you ever have a moment or, or you know i mean obviously there's been um you, you've mentioned how sometimes people don't know enough about autism or don't or make maybe they make certain assumptions about people with autism um or judgments did you uh, did you have any pushback from anybody when you decided that you wanted to kind of start your own business? Uh, where do I start? Uh, I, I had a lot of pushback at first. Uh, I, I'm not going to name any names, but I, I had some uh, family members. I had some friends who said, it. I was like, well, don't you want uh, some, I was like, don't you want a stable job? Do you want to, uh, and like, don't you want that stable income and everything? And I said, yeah, that would be nice. However, that's not my dream. Hmm. And it's like, my dream, it's like my brain for me has bigger goals than just, you know, I'm going to go to a nine to five job or whatever job it is and live someone else's life and live someone else's standards. You know, everyone has their own dreams and everyone has their own goals. You know, some of my, their dreams might want to be own a house. Well, just watching my parents try to sell a house and trying to uh, keep up to date with houses, I'm like, uh, can I have a portable one on wheels and I can just <laughs> live, live anywhere I want? And it's like, screw this house. Uh, I mean, I love my house, of course. Sure. But- it is, uh, I was like, you know, I read someone else's blog post once. And I mean, I read more than once, but uh, I read this one blog post that really, uh, that I really resonated with is like, here's what we don't teach our kids about being an adult. And I was like, boy, I was like, if my parents taught me this, told me this stuff when I was a kid, well, I would never want to grow up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like you have to pay bills, you have to do laundry, and, and this person like just kind of just suffocated everything in the room while I was reading that. It's like, well, gee, thanks. You really put a big damper on being an adult. On, like, oh. <laughs> but now you're here, and you're and you're you're succeeding. Like you're moving forward. Like, what advice would you give folks uh, who maybe also have been getting pushed back? about being an entrepreneur, um, especially if they, you know, um, have similar challenges, how would you, uh, motivate them to go ahead and get out there and and get it done? Well, I would say keep pushing past the naysayers. The naysay, the reason why they, I like to call them naysayers is because they put their, their own beliefs that they believe for themselves on you and Mm -hmm. they don't want you seed and so if you listen to them you'll not get you won't get anywhere but if you start but if you start pushing past them and and whatnot 
and you start showing proof of what you of what you're doing like today to, I'm, I'm uh, this is my 75 uh 75th guest appearance and wow my goal is to get to 100 by before the end of the year or by the end of the year and uh, and a lot of my own all the people, uh, my friends and family members have been seeing me progress over the years of being an entrepreneur. I've even been featured in uh, Times Square in New York City. And they said like, hey, to me, now they're starting to say, hey, Jimmy, it's like, it's like you, you're really doing a great job and everything else. And it's like, interesting. It's like, when I first started, it's like, oh, wait, you don't think this is the, the right path for you? And it's like, just watch. Yeah. There's a bigger picture to all of this. I love it. It's very, it's inspiring. Tell me about Times Square. What, what was that about? So this is, there was this company uh, who was running a uh, campaign, a promotional camp. Well, it wasn't really a promotional campaign, but a social campaign for, uh, because people can see each other during the holidays, during the pandemic. And so everyone was tagging their family and friend, uh, friends in the pictures on Instagram and that, and their company was taking their Instagram post and uh, putting it on the billboard in Times Square. And so for me, I knew some of my friends and family do not, does not like me tagging them in pictures and whatnot. And I didn't want to be one of those people who I get, who, I don't like uh, them getting annoyed at me or, and I don't like when people always tag me into stuff. And it's like, I was like, tag my business page if you must. And it's like, I like my personal profile. I don't really use on Facebook. Sure. But anyway, but um, I, I, I didn't want them to, like, I, I didn't want them to get pissed off at me. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, so my, one of my friends, I'm one of my cop, my friend, one of my friends who, who I co-authored a book with, she asked me. She told me about this company who's doing this campaign. She said to me, "Like Jimmy, you should share your message and get your word out there." And I only had like a certain, and it was like close to the end date of this campaign. I was like, "Crap, I got to act fast." And it's like I'll, I never ever get this opportunity again. And so I decided, you know. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna do it. What other, what do I have to lose? So I I, uh, I tagged myself and my company on uh, on Instagram. A few weeks later, the company reached out to me. It's like, here you go. Here's the picture for you. And I I even have it framed in my room now. That's awesome. And I was like, there I am in Times Square. And I actually took a, a course in, in from one of my uh, in my major and until to uh, talk about these marketing tactics and I kind of knew what kind of ballpark that that would fall under and it's like that's a big pretty penny of that if I had to pay for that oh sure sure well I love that I mean you've got a really inspirational story I just love how you know you don't let things stand in your way you just you go out there and get them I think that is something that will inspire a lot of people and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing. Before I let you go, though, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody how to find your website and how they can get in touch with you. Uh, well, everyone can get in touch with me by going to crazyfitnessguy.com. And uh, I'd be really surprised if I didn't show up for Crazy Fitness Guy because I'm all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I have so many different social media platforms. I, I think I have about like 50 
maybe, and uh, and a hundred plus other profiles, which is one too many. But oh well. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when you're an entrepreneur? <laughs> right. It gets even. It gets crazier. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your time and we wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Companies to Watch show. I'm Jeff and we'll see you next time. Kevin Harrington here. And I want to thank you for listening to the Companies to Watch show. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, CEO, innovator, or startup on the rise, and you'd like to be considered for this program, please visit kevinharrington.tv slash podcast two slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you like to share this episode on your social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag companies to watch show. My team and I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions, and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes ahead, just subscribe. And your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, kevinharrington.tv, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.